Hello and welcome to Parently, where we tap into the unique experiences and perspectives of parents to celebrate the joys and honor the challenges of child rearing. With new interviews each week, this is a podcast for moms and dads seeking an empowering community and a little levity. Now here's your host, Kelsey Higgins. Hello and welcome to Parently. So glad that you joined today as we have an awesome guest here to discuss a very interesting topic and I'm thinking we may all learn something new. Welcome to the podcast, Sabrina Dahlman. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Oh, well, I'm excited to have you here. <laughs> Let's start with some basics. Tell me about you. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in New Hope, Crystal, Minnesota, in a single parent household with my mother and two younger sisters. And where do you live now? I live in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Um, my husband, Nate, and I are high school sweethearts. Oh, geez. I know. <laughs> I feel like you don't hear about that very much anymore. Yeah, it's kind of cheesy, but we've been married for 18 years. Wow. I know. Congratulations. Crazy. Um, we have a 16-year-old son, Uriah, and a 14-year-old named Lee. Um, our son, Uriah, identifies as gay, and our youngest, Lee, identifies as non-binary, and they prefer they-them pronouns. They-them pronouns. Yes. Non-binary, queer. Is that an okay term? We have a lot to get in here, Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> uh your son identifies as gay yes and then lee, lee my youngest non-binary they them pronouns let's start with this sabrina yes. what is non-binary mean yeah so non-binary if you think about binary meaning two and when we think about gender binary we think male female so non-binary means you identify somewhere outside of that traditional male-female binary. So that that would be what some people, and I know the term is um, still controversial, I guess, but um, yeah. what some people call queer. Yes. Okay. How does your family feel about that term? Do you use it? Yes, all the time. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the pronouns a little bit. I think we've seen a lot of uh, companies and people and in the professional world, even that becoming more of a topic of discussion. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about the, the importance of that to Lee and what that, what that represents. Well, it's how Lee identifies themselves to the world mm -hmm. and it's how they're comfortable in how they hear communication um, mm -hmm. So it's important to, um, when we're speaking about them, uh, that we use they, them, because it's um, when they hear um, communication that is outside of that, it's jarring. Um, mm. And so um, Lee was born female. Okay. So if Lee hears she or her, it's jarring to them. Now, um, there are people in our circle that still use she, her, mm -hmm. knowing that Lee prefers they, them, and that's hurtful. And we deal with that, you know, as we are, you know, navigating our world. And that's just part of being a queer family. You, you have to come up against that 
Um, we also have those that don't know that Lee identifies as non-binary because Lee hasn't come out to everyone. Mm. Um, we've given Lee the ability to decide who they come out to and um, how that that is um, discussed. Okay. Um, so that's on their terms. and But Lee's also very open to if that is um, – coming out to them um, as she, her, and that person either hasn't been told that they are non-binary or is um, making a slip up, Mm. Lee's very understanding of that. So it's not um, very adversary with Lee, but, you know, there are, Lee understands if you're doing it from a very pointed um, point of view. So the the intention has yes the intention impact has impact yes. So did Lee come out to you as her? I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. Come out to you as there. It, it almost feels like there's a um, like an English language. Um, yeah, like it doesn't it, feel right coming it, off the tongue. Yeah, it takes time, and it certainly did for me. Um, and that's part of my journey that I had to take because, you know, as um, when, it, there was a difference between my son coming out to me and Lee coming out because mm-hmm. yeah, when, talk about that. Yeah, with Rye coming out, it was, you know, I'm gay. And, and at some level, that was almost more accepting because, you know, gay, we understand that on a a different level because we've been exposed to that more, I would say. Sure. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Live your truth. That's great. Mm-hmm. You know, what are we having for dinner? <laughs> it's like, like no big deal. But then Lee, Lee first um, came out as pansexual. Okay. And pansexual is like, um, it's a sexual identity and saying that um, sexual choice is not um, has no regard to sexual um, bio, biological sex, gender or gender identity. So basically I'm going to be sexually attracted to someone regardless of how what gender they were born um, or how they uh, identify gender wise. So mm. um, and Lee came out as pansexual when they were 11. Oh, wow. Yes. Did she um, know? I mean, not she. Sabrina, this is going to be tough. I know. <laughs> it's completely did okay. they mm-hmm. know at the time, I, did they use the term pansexual? They or did. Or was it like, hey, mom? Yeah, they did. And honestly, I had no idea what that meant. Mm. Part of them coming out as pansexual was them having to explain to me what that meant. And us having to have that conversation. So that was like them having to teach me what that word was. And that was like eye-opening to me. Um, And they had to find that word on their own Mm. and do that research on their own. And that's like the world of like Google and the um, Gen Z's have this whole like encyclopedia of internet o- available to them, yeah. you know, that 
future or past generations didn't have. So she or see now I'm doing it. They came. They, <laughs> I'm sorry. And I, I'm really and I slip. I slip up too. And I've I've done this in front of Lee, and Lee understands that like it's part of my transition, and yep. understanding that that's what we're working through. And Lee knows that I don't do it out of malice, mm. and we work through it. But Lee um, understands that we had to work through the terminology together, and so Lee worked through pansexual with me and Lee at the time had a another girl at school that they had a crush on and this was their way of explaining to me what that meant for mm. them yes okay um now that didn't like lead to like a relationship in like the traditional sense where they were like girlfriends and they were you know going to like become that was like just as yeah as much as that is at 11 right it's yeah like, let's, to, let's meet at the mall right <laughs> it yeah. was just their way of like saying i have a crush on this person mm -hmm. and this is why i feel this way were you surprised by that yes one i had no idea what this word meant <laughs> this is like <laughs> the first time i'm hearing this word and then my 11-year-old is using this word. And how does my 11-year-old know this word? And I have never heard of it. So that mm. was crazy to me. Mm -hmm. um, but then I was like jumping in and just learning. You know, I never was like shocked that it was happening. I was just like, this is cool in a way that, this is an option, you know, like it was new and a way for them to feel normal and that mm -hmm. they felt that they could bring it to me. Like mm -hmm. that we, we had that relationship. I felt that that was so amazing. So I came from it at that angle. Have you, had you talked about just in general, like sexuality and LGBTQIA, all of that general, you know, um, information. Had you talked about that within your household? Well, my oldest Uriah had come out the year before. Okay. So it was familiar in our household. Yeah. We were very comfortable and speaking in terms, but in terms that were very, um, I would say, like, male queer centric. Sure. Yeah. Um, what about before Uriah came out when it just, I don't know. When, yeah. So he went to, how old was he when he came out? He was, I would say, he was 13. 13. Yeah. Okay. So I guess at, at some point, I don't have kids that old like when do you talk about the birds and the bees and all of that stuff or do you did you oh yeah we had the talk at 12 okay yeah so um, was that a part of the conversation or or I, I just I'm, no. I'm, so impressed <laughs> I'm so impressed that your kids knew 
um, how to talk to you about it and that they did talk to you about it. And so I guess what I was thinking in my mind is, oh, you must have, you know, opened the door and made it okay to, to speak with you about that stuff. Well, in our house, we've always been very ally friendly. Mm -hmm. Like we've been very champion of being your authentic self. And we've have, I have lots of queer friends, lots of queer family. I am a champion of being who you are and um, being proud of that. And we always champion that internally here in our home. So they so, felt like it was a safe space. Yes, absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. I now specifically, I've never like said, if you're gay, come talk to me. And like, <laughs> I've never like said those words, but right. they never had that feeling that, you know, you need to hide who you are because mama's going to be mad if you, you know, share who you are. And no, there's never been that like undercurrent of, this is not approved here. So I feel like I opened the door very early. If something is um, different outside of the norm, it's going to be accepted here. And we've always had open communication. You could talk to me about anything. Mm. Um, No judgment at all. That's very cool. It's a, it's a cool relationship to have with your kids. And I think it facilitates, you know, important conversations and and does make it an okay space for them that's so it's cool to hear what would you say to somebody who might say oh Sabrina kids don't know what they're what they want and who they are at 11 oh my goodness I think that's the biggest misconception that people have about queer children is that it's a phase or a choice and I think that's particularly assigned to queer children because of youth and the misconception that young the youth are misguided or confused about how they feel or identify Mm -hmm. and i think strongly that's just not the case um i think queer youth are just like their heterosexual and cisgender peers and when i say cisgender um cisgender means you identify with the gender that you were born with okay um so these where you step into their sexuality and gender identity in the exact same way um, as their heterosexual and cisgender peers. And they are choosing um, to identify as queer. And it's, um, it's their identity. So it's, it's their identity in the same way that it's their identity the identity of being heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. It's not a choice. Um, they don't, it's not done for attention. Um, it's a struggle. It's potentially a struggle if they feel that it's not accepted or they're going to be isolated or there's fear mm. around um, not being accepted. Um, so, I would say it's so far from the truth to feel that someone who's young isn't able to make the decision on how they identify um, because we allow a heterosexual child to make the decision on how they identify. 
that that is exactly what I was just thinking as I was yeah. listening to you talk I was I was thinking you would never hear if an 11 year old girl said I have a crush on this boy you would you would never hear somebody questioning if if that person is old enough to know that they like boys right interesting yeah, yeah. okay interesting way to think about it mm-hmm. we'll be back after a short break Today's episode is sponsored by Strip. After several months of maternity leave, I am back to work, which means I'm also back to wearing makeup. While I do enjoy wearing makeup, I have never enjoyed the process of removing it at the end of the day. Until now, I've been using a new product I love called Strip. It does more than just remove your makeup, though it does do that well. It is skincare that truly nourishes your face with nutrients and vitamins, leaving behind noticeably healthier looking skin. It's made up of clean ingredients and it doesn't have a zillion steps that frankly, I just don't have time for. I've even shared it with family and friends and we all agree it leaves your skin feeling so soft and looking replenished. My favorite product is the Caviar Jelly Remover. It removes my makeup while hydrating with these fun, bursting nutrient bubbles. Support your favorite podcast with an awesome product. Check out Strip and use my discount by visiting stripyourmakeup.com forward slash parently. Strip your makeup, not your skin. Now back to Parently with your host, Kelsey Higgins. Being a kid is hard. Yes. And I am... I am so glad. I mean, I, I am so glad I didn't have the social media stuff oh. when I was like, like it is a different universe being a kid right now. And yeah. honestly, it makes me kind of scared Yes, um, for my, for my kiddo to grow up. And you kind of mentioned earlier in the conversation, how the resources have been beneficial. Yep. Has there been negative impact uh, to your children in regard to their identity because of the social media age that they are growing up in? I think for my kids in particular, no, um, because they have been surrounded by positive groups. Um, they have been a part of their um, school's um, advocacy groups that are part of queer um, other teams and they're able to um, commiserate with other kids that are going through the same um, issues as them. Uh, Mm -hmm. They are able to um, work through their questions and um, I think that they have had an easier time with their coming out um, because they've been surrounded in um, their schools with a larger number of queer youth. Now, not everyone has that. Um, they, I was just going to ask, yes. is that unique? That, that, I mean, that wasn't around when I was in school. That's for no, sure. they grew up in an arts magnet um, school system. And um, the school system that they grew up in um, was very welcoming to um, authenticity with uh, 
being who you are and um, supporting queer youth and um, using pronouns that um, the child identified with and even going to the point of um, teachers using those pronouns and using the names that children identified with. Mm. Um, so I we've been very, very lucky in that mm. sense. Um, sure. But not everyone has that. So I would say in those instances, it's very detrimental. And yeah, we've seen increase in youth suicides. Um, we certainly see parents that don't accept their child coming out and um, disowning. We see, you know, youth homelessness and there's um, certainly like um, charities that are set up to help with um, that issue um, because Mm -hmm. that's certainly um, something that we see in the community. Um, But my kids have been very fortunate that's awesome to hear. It sounds like, you know, you've been able to provide them with a lifestyle and a community that's maybe not everyone, every parent would have the opportunity to to do. So that's really cool. What about you as a parent? Have you had have you had to rely on any resources or have you kind of navigated this with with your husband alone? What have what have you done um, in regard to the community? Yeah, so I would say the first thing I did when I when my children came out to me, honestly, like I felt fear, and I would say that that's completely normal, mm. and you should totally understand that that's normal. Um, you will feel fear for yourself you would you will feel fear for your child um and that's completely okay to feel um there are some really great people who have written some really great books um two that have really helped me uh this is a book for parents of gay kids written by daniel owens reed and the abcs of lgbt plus by ashley mardell Um, The first one, it's written in a way where it's storytelling by gay youth to parents, and it really helps shape the um, mindset of what the gay youth are going through as they are coming out to their parents. And then the second, the ABCs of LGBT+, uh, that's just a really good I would say overall like dictionary book for understanding like all of the acronyms and really the um, ins and outs of all of the different um, lexicon of Mm. the community, because you're going to need that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you bring up a great point. So it's kind of a whole new world. It is. And one thing that I'm curious about, so you talked about, you know, the pronouns and asking your people to, you know, use the pronouns. What is your expectation from your your people and your community about their knowledge and, you know, what, what they know, what they don't know, what you expect them to educate themselves on? You know, do you have expectations like that? I would say I always want individuals to have an open mind 
and be willing to come from a place of being open and honest with yourself about how you are going about finding out information. Like don't be adversary. Don't come into a conversation wanting to change who you are speaking with. Um, Mm. As long as you are willing to learn and um, understand what um, the other individual, how the other individual is coming from. um, I think that that's always a good place to start. Um, I think that if we have explained our family's expectations for pronoun usage to you and you are then taking that forward and are trying your best to communicate with us moving forward with those pronouns, then we're good. Mm-hmm. But if you, we are uh, constantly coming up with you violating those pronoun usages and um, it's becoming apparent that you're doing so from a stance of, I don't agree with your family and how you live, and then we're going to have a problem. And then we have come to, or especially over this last year, I think this last year more than any year has really shown us um, people's true intent. And um, we have had to cut people from our circle. Um, oh, that's painful. Yeah. And that's just, you know, how it is. We continue to live our best lives. And if you are deciding that you don't want to be a part of that, then that's like the decision that you're making. And we can't, you know, put ourselves in continuous uh, violation of that. So that's just the decision that, you know, we have to make. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's, that's tough to hear, but it, it almost, it, it almost feels like it would come with the territory, unfortunately. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to do what you have to do. And I think this year or this past year more than ever, um, especially with, you know, the race relations and we're a multiracial family as well. Just to add another. Yes. So we have that layer too. Yep. Um, So with race relations and um, with, you know, queer relations, um, if we can't get on the same page and we can't agree to um, treat everyone with respect, then, you know, we can't get along. And Mm -hmm. um, we're not going to... um, dial down our expectations of how we feel we should be respected to make you feel comfortable. Um, So yeah, we then just need to decide that we have to part ways. So in, in listening to you talk about that, that's clearly uh, folks who are making a, a decision to disagree and to be pointed about it. Yes. Yes. What about, do you ever get comments either from well-meaning loved ones or strangers that you find very offensive, but they have no clue that it's something that would be offensive? We do. I would say they're, they're genuinely coming from a good place. Now, if you're coming from a place of genuine curiosity, I am happy to respond to comments and questions when I can inform others and my kids feel the same way. Like we aren't going to 
um, jump down your throat <laughs> if you're asking a question that seems silly to us or we've answered a thousand times. If it's obvious that you are just really curious and you just want to ask a question. Mm. But if you are pointed and it's obvious that you are asking a pointed question and you're coming from a divisive uh, stance, then it's obviously going to be offensive to me. And that has happened. Mm. And that's unfortunate. But yeah, that's, that's obviously offensive because you are going out of your way to come from a place of malice. And there's just really no room in our sphere to accept that. There's just like, it's so uncalled for. So again, it goes back to the intent for you. Yes, absolutely. Like I'm open to um, any question. We're open book and like, I don't ever want to shut anyone down if they're trying to understand because that's how you learn. And I would never want to make you feel silly for asking a question if you truly want to know the answer and you're coming from a place of genuine curiosity. But if you're trying to be pointed and you've already made up your mind about how you want me to answer because you are trying to make a point, then that's not okay. What level of education do you go to in regard to, let me give you an example. Yeah. If you were out at the store and some stranger said, oh, she's so cute. Are you just going to be like, okay, whatever. Or are you going to stop and be like, they no, or does we, it depend on your mood? We blow it off. <laughs> yeah, we, like, we you blow that time off. To, to fix every little. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Lee blows that off too. You know, like we have a neighbor that that thinks Lee's a boy, and Lee actually thinks that's cute. Lee's <laughs> 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 like, yeah, that's that's kind of cute that he thinks I'm a boy, and um. Like, Lee doesn't get bothered by being misgendered. Like, Lee's pretty lighthearted about it because Lee knows that the neighbor doesn't have malice. Mm. Um, sure. So there's intent there. And, but, you know, had that neighbor known that Lee is non-binary and still identifies Lee as a boy, then there's, you know, intense difference there. We'll be back after a short break. Today's episode is sponsored by Strip. After several months of maternity leave, I am back to work, which means I'm also back to wearing makeup. While I do enjoy wearing makeup, I have never enjoyed the process of removing it at the end of the day. Until now, I've been using a new product I love called Strip. It does more than just remove your makeup, though it does do that well. It is skincare that truly nourishes your face with nutrients and vitamins, leaving behind noticeably healthier looking skin. It's made up of clean ingredients and it doesn't have a zillion steps that frankly, I just don't have time for. I've even shared it with family and friends and we all agree it leaves your skin feeling so soft and looking replenished. My favorite product is the Caviar Jelly Remover. 
it removes my makeup while hydrating with these fun bursting nutrient bubbles. Support your favorite podcast with an awesome product. Check out Strip and use my discount by visiting stripyourmakeup.com forward slash parently. Strip your makeup, not your skin. Now back to Parently with your host, Kelsey Higgins. What has been your biggest obstacle as a parent? Oh, such a weighted question, but such a good one. (laughs) (laughs) I would say the ever-changing balancing act of trying to protect my children from the horrors of the world while letting them experience them at the same time. Ah, oh, gosh, that sounds tough. Oh. I know. So I certainly don't want my children to be living in a bubble because I strongly feel that they need to be tempered to what is out there to grow and develop into those functional humans who will effectively survive the world. Yeah. But, oh, man, this world can wreck you. That's <laughs> tough. That's tough. And my mama bear instinct fights every day with the need to let them experience the world. Like that's sure. just like the biggest obstacle I think I have as a parent. I just think about even just driving. Like you might have all of the trust <laughs> in the world in your kid, right? Like my yeah. kid's a good driver, but like what about all the other crazies? Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's a that's a very tactical one. Of course, there's all the other. Yeah. It's it's insane. Like you can't, you want to like wrap them up and put them in a bubble, but you can't because then they will be dependent on you forever. And you don't want that either. You want them to be able to function and be their own person. And so like you constantly are just like having to deal with like your heart walking around outside of your body. (laughs) At all times. And it's just like this crippling, like balancing act. And, sure. Yeah. We kind of already touched on it, but w- what has been the most surprising or rewarding part of motherhood? Yeah. Just seeing them grow into their, their authentic selves and letting nothing stand in their way. I've learned so much from them and that like pride Mm. in how they identify and they are able to just stand in that truth. And I don't even have that. Mm. Like I still get to the point where I'm like, am I doing this right? Like, should I like say this? Am I what are people thinking of me? And they don't have any of that. That's amazing. Yeah. Like they just will say whatever they feel in whatever moment is there and they don't think twice about it. And that is like the biggest lesson my children have taught me. And if I learn nothing else in my life, that is like it. And um, every day, every day they are teaching me new things and um I'm just like astounded that I get to be their mother. Like, it's just like the greatest job ever. Like, honestly, it's not, it's just so great. Like, honestly, like, is there any other greater job than being a mom? Like, I can't think of one. (laughs) (laughs) It just isn't. That's cool. That'll serve them 
serve them well. When you when you think about their future, and we can say future as in five, 10, 15 years, whatever. Yeah. When you think about their future, what are what do you envision, or what are your hopes? What do you what do you think that they'll? What do you think the future holds for them? Well, Uriah has always talked about wanting to do something amazing with um, like engineering or mechanical. Just recently, he started talking about prosthetics and wanting to like help um, those who are like injured. Oh, cool. And like war or, um, you know, things like that. So I see him doing like spectacular things with like his brain like he's just really smart and he has a way of like taking an issue and like breaking it apart and putting it back together and coming up with like a plan that's like very thoughtful he's just very conscientious that way Mm, cool um lee is very artistic like lee is very very able to um draw a scene and like make you feel emotion through their art Mm. and lee wants to be an art teacher but beyond like art teacher i see lee like doing like installations on like a grand scheme like where they're moving people like murals um i think about like um george floyd and what happened um, after that tragedy and the art that came out of that, mm. um, I, I see like Lee using their art to start movements and communicate social change. Um, Lee's really great at communicating emotion through their art. Super um, cool. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what they do. Do you ever have other parents approach you who perhaps have have just learned that their kid is anything except heterosexual and wants wants to come to you for advice does that ever happen yeah all the time (laughs) what do you what do you say to them what or if there's a listener uh listening who who maybe is encountering this or they don't know it and they will in the future what general advice do you have for anyone um in, on the topic? Yeah, I would just say, first off, be 100% open and honest with yourself and how you're feeling. Just like I said earlier, when my children first came out to me, I admit my first response initially was out of fear. Did you tell your kids that, that it scared no. you? No. Nope. <laughs> nope. But my, my outward response was acceptance. Mm. And like, thank you so much for for um, loving me enough to let me know this. Mm. And I respect you and I love you. And this is so great. And I'm so happy that you love me enough to tell me. Mm. And I can't wait to learn more. And um, with Lee, internally, I was like really battling because um, – well, Lee was like the pansexual thing. I was like, I need to learn more about this. And what mm. does this mean? But then like Lee had really two coming outs. Um, 
Lee came out as pan, but then a year later, Lee was non-binary. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see. So yes. she came out as pan, and you called her she, and yep. then a year later came out as bi- non-binary, and that's when um, the pronoun switched. Yep, okay. and that's um, – Lee was born Aaliyah. You know what? And- I was going to ask about the name. <laughs> Yeah, because it is a it's it's like perfect for yes. them. <laughs> and I was going to ask, okay, so born Aaliyah, um, yes. is it just a uh, w- what they go by, or was there a name change? Yeah, Lee changed their name to um, Lee. Okay. So- didn't want to go by Aaliyah anymore. And in the community, that's essentially called your dead name. Oh, okay. When you decide you want to change your name from a name that you were born with, your born name is considered your dead name. Okay. So Aaliyah is Lee's dead name. And we no longer address Lee by Aaliyah. Does that give you any kind of feelings from... Yes. Yeah, I I was just thinking, like, from, like, a very selfish parent perspective, like, I gave you that name. Absolutely. And I feel like I lost a daughter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I struggle with that. Yeah. Um, And that's completely normal. And I want to let other parents know that that's completely okay. And that is expected. Mm. Um, but I've gained so much more um, than losing a daughter. Mm. Um, but I did have to work through that. But yeah, so we don't have Aaliyah. We have Lee. And um, potentially that will become legal. Um, it's not legal now, but... Um, we do have, like I said, schooling that respects that. So um, Lee is uh, Lee in all of their school work. Um, teachers call Lee Lee. Um, and so that is like respected across the line, which is very helpful. Um, but we do have, we still have family members that will call Lee Aaliyah. Um which is triggering, mm. but we were are working through that. Did they go by Aaliyah strictly before coming out as non-binary? They had a nickname okay. of Lee, so it's been easier. Mm, yeah. And I think that's probably even reason why they chose Lee okay. as their name. Um, but they also really like the name Lee, like it fits them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, some choose a new name that's like completely opposite of their dead name because, you know, they want to be a brand new individual. Mm, okay. That's just not the case for Lee. Mm-hmm. Wow, I mm-hmm. feel like there's so many different facets to this that there is. It's, it's a really interesting conversation, and I'm I'm learning new facets of it every day. Um, I feel like I'm um, constantly evolving. Even my language has changed um, from when I first, um, my first 
child came out to me, you know, three years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like the community is constantly evolving. We're constantly adding new um, words to the lexicon. And I think it's just, it's, it's fun. I think um, we went to our first pride as a family in 2018 and yeah. And I think um, that's been like a really fun thing to have as a family. And um, I think as we continue to evolve as a family together in our queerdom, we will continue (laughs) to like, um, learn more. And I think our kids have kind of like brought us into this community, which has been really fun. That's so cool. That's, uh, you're, yeah. it's, it's interesting because you think about there's, there's, you know, family dynamics that yeah. you're grieving, but at the same time, you know, there's, there's new, fun, exciting, different family dynamics that you're that you're beginning with them. So it's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. I feel like I learned a lot just from this, you know, 40 minutes that we had together. So yeah. um, Thank you so much for your time and for being willing to share all that information. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. And if we want to do a follow-up at all, I mean, I'm game. So that would be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, Sabrina. Yeah, absolutely. And to all of the listeners, thank you for joining us today. I invite you to tune in again next week for another insightful conversation. And if you haven't already done so, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. See you next time.